and we are live. Hi guys, welcome to the episode of Indian Sports Fan Podcast. I'm your host David, and um, I'm happy. I mean, for obvious reasons. I mean, when you win a game like that, um, the excitement or the happiness comes with it becomes with relief, and that's what makes it a little much sweeter because um, you start the match feeling, oh my god, are we out? You, you fall, you spend portions of the game feeling like you're already out, and then. Not just the fact that you go down, but the fact that the pressure is so high and the opponents are piling on the pressure and they are clearly in control and the ascendancy. It looks like they win the match and then you just steal defeat. No, steal victory from the jaws of defeat. It feels good. Or the jaws of um, being knocked out, whichever you want to look at it. So today's episode, I will talk about um, Champions League matches. Um, they happened in the last two days. Some surprising knockouts. When the groups were announced, I mean, some unlikely teams got knocked out. If you're looking at Atletico Madrid, especially the fact that they finished, I think they finished bottom of the group, which is very, very surprising. But then, which I further listen to this episode. And we start with Porto versus Atletico Madrid. Um, Porto winning this game 2 1. Um, it's quite surprising that Porto actually ended up beating Atletico Madrid because um, I, I looked at it this way, right? I mean, when it was announced, I, I was like, okay, um, Atletico Madrid, Porto, Leverkusen, Club Bruges. I was like, okay, fine. I said Atletico Madrid and Porto to qualify to Atletico Madrid top the group. Surprisingly, it didn't happen. And um, the manner with which they they ended the competition, you know, I mean, finishing bottom of the group was a shock with five points. You know, it was surprising because I mean, Leverkusen ended up going to the Europa League, though, but it was surprising because, like, I mean, Atletico Madrid on paper are easily better than every team in this group. On paper, they should be better defensively, you know, maybe maybe not off- offensively, they should be better also. I mean, quality of players they have on the pitch, and so they should, but I was just surprised with how they just couldn't deliver in this competition. They just couldn't do anything. They just, winning just one game, losing three, and drawing two. They even lost the last game against Porto, which is this one. And the next game here, um, the Leverkusen versus Bruges, Club Bruges. I mean, they qualified. They qualified very early. You know, I think they won their first, um, the first three matches, first three or four matches. So then they kept clean sheets. I think they, no, sorry, in the first four games they kept clean sheets. I think they drew their last game near the They won the first three, which was um, three points, if I'm not mistaken. They won three and then they drew some games, but it was a good competition. I didn't really expect Club Bruges to actually. I didn't really expect him to even finish second in this group, but it was good. It's good to see the underdogs, you know, finding a way out and you know, winning, um, qualifying. I like an underdog story. And the next one here is a little Madrid. Sorry, Liverpool versus Napoli. Now this was the game of that group. I think the, I don't think this match would have decided who was going to top the group, anyways, because head to head and goal difference wise, um, Napoli were already ahead. Maybe they would have to win more because they won the first. Napoli won the first game four one. So head to head, Liverpool would have to better that result to even top this group. And it's Napoli. It's in a really tall order. But Napoli had some goals disallowed. It goes allowed, but eventually Liverpool ended up winning. I think a header from one one across the line. Then the thing was given later. And the next one was um, from um, um, this guy, their striker. What's his name? Darwin Nunez. Again, I will say this. People keep dissing Darwin Nunez and saying he's a flop. But the goal returns. He has returned. His goal returns are good. They are. If they, I mean, if fine. I know the price tag could be the issue. But I belong to that school of thought that says that I think... I belong to that school of thought that I actually shared his opinion that, you know, the price tag is there, but he's on a return level. He hasn't really... 
he has really delivered in what should fine maybe the price tag but people keep forgetting again that inflation is another thing one of the reasons why strikers cost a lot these days is because of the fact that in today's world there are very little few amount of strikers it's, it's down to demand and supply so the supply of strikers is low in terms especially of if you have the highest level so what anyone you see is most likely going to cost that the out and out strikers you know i'm talking about not, not the ones who can play on the left and play central i'm talking about out and out strikers they are in short supply off the top of my head i can remember harland um this guy what's his name um i'm talking about the young ones not the ones who are already older the older ones will be kane Lewandowski. Benzema, but the younger ones, right? Who are the ones that are available, right? That you can say this is a top striker, it's upcoming, he's there, there and there, right? That's at the high, at maybe probably the highest level. Maybe Haaland, Nunez, Osime, Osime, um, this guy, which is the guy, maybe Ivan Tony. Ivan Tony is sort of older than them, but in terms of that age bracket, so it's not really, there are not really a lot of them. Even you could argue that Nunez is a little bit better than Tony, or they're about the same level. But you, my point is this. When you look at all of the all these players I mentioned, and it's not there are not really many you can think about. The ones you can okay, the other upcoming, but are they as good as these ones? No, so that's why I haven't. That's why I say I, I can understand why he costs that much. But I think in terms of his returns, it doesn't really look bad. It look good. And the next one here was um, Rangers. Now Rangers ending this game, this this competition with zero wins and losing all six matches. I mean, they considered a whooping. They considered a they, had, they, they considered a whooping 22 goals, a good range of minus 20, <laughs> bro. I mean, they're a whooping boys of this group. I, 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 I'm not, not going to say that. To be fair, I'm not going to say I swear Rangers will actually win any beat anybody in this group. To be fair, the other three were just clearly better than them. Um, the people that qualified, the teams that qualified are the teams that I expected to qualify. Napoli and Liverpool, I ex- sort of expected them, because um, I mean. It's not really a group of death as people are trying to claim. It was just a group that people, the way it ended the way people were expected to end. You know, maybe not in the order. I'm talking about the first and second, but eventually, eventually, it ended the way people expected the group to end. And the, the best two teams ended up qualifying. The third best team was the Republic and the sixth, the worst team finished bottom and you know went back home. And the next one here is Bayern Munich Inter. Now Bayern Munich winning this group comfortably. It's um, it's not a surprise if I'm being honest with you. It's not a surprise because <laughs> when the group was announced, everyone was like, yeah, this guy's getting maximum of the group. 18 points, 6 out of 6, a 100% record. I think you are the only team who, who got that 100% record in the group. Um, yeah, then the winning time Milan 2-0, uh, quite, quite a routine victory. Then Barcelona beating um, Pizan, um 4-2. These are guys, also the whooping boys of the group. I mean, the concert 24 goes wow i was thinking um rangers were worse i mean these guys they were worse but it's 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 not really you should not really be surprised that the i expected at least the scottish league is a lot better than the czech league right so it's not like you should it's not like you, it's not, not a lot better but it's better at least you expect that this should not be the case for for them but i was just surprised that this is this was the case and yeah and the next so yeah that was barcelona going to europa league um Bayern Munich winning it and um, Inter Milan qualifying second. I won't lie, this is not the order I expected. I expected it to be Barcelona. Okay, let me put this way. I expected the winner to be Bayern Munich, but I did not. I, I said the second. I believe that the second spot will be between Inter Milan and Barcelona. I did not expect Inter to be the ones to get the second spot. Because if you look at the summer Barcelona had with the players they brought in and the quality they brought in, I was like, I think they would have enough to finish second. But I was just surprised that they just didn't have enough. They just got the seven points, losing three matches, winning two, drawing one. 
it was very surprising. I, I won't lie, I was surprised. But it's, a, it's been a disappointing Champions League campaign for Barcelona. If you look at the amount of levers they, they activated <laughs> and, they still didn't, and they still didn't qualify, it was just surprising. And lastly, this was on a Tuesday night. So it's Sporting versus Frankfurt and then Marseille were going to the match were going on at the same time, which very logical and makes a lot of sense. So one team cannot um, alter the other one, which makes a lot of sense. It's a it's a, it's a day when um, I think Sporting went ahead first. Let's start, let's start with the Sporting game, right? Sporting went ahead and um, they goal up and then Frankfurt came back, won the game, came back, they collided through Daichi Kama, there was a penalty and then um, their striker, I keep forgetting his name, I'm sorry, he scored the winner. It was a very good, I think it was a good goal, just the angle he took it from and he scored. There's one, but the, the group was very open. The group was very open because even the last day anybody could win the group. It was the last day where anybody but sports, if sports didn't win and everybody else won, and maybe anybody else won, and two of that teams won their matches, sports would have, like, those teams probably won the, won the group. Let's say maybe Frankfurt needed to win the, win the game, right? Frankfurt or Sporting, if any of them won their game, they will win the group. That was how uptight it was, and if sports lost their game, though. So if it was just very, it's a very open group, and who was going to qualify was on that day. Nobody could decide, and that's why I was prior to this game, prior to this last day, I was very upset. I'm talking about the sports match, the Marseille game now. I was so upset that we didn't beat Sporting. I was like, we have to just see how the Sporting because going to play on the last day against Marseille. If I said my last episode, I said going to play against Marseille on the last day with um the amount the motivation that the Marseille players could be having i'm talking about you know tavares kolasinac alexis sanchez three ex-arsenal players then you have um the former sports player paul lopez in the go in the goalpost he was on loan at sports for one year or so right you have that one in the goalpost and then there was um there was a, i think there was a west ham there was payet right so you have like five players who probably have a point to play against sports three of them started which was um tavares or two rather, two rather started, two Tavares and Sanchez, Sanchez started up front, so it was really, and trust me, and the stadium was, was bouncing, man, the Valadrum was bouncing, because it was Marseille at home, fireworks already, I mean, it's what sports fans were complaining about um, unrest, right, well, let's say unrest, unrest is quite a strong word to use, let's say, they were complaining about the hostility from the home fans in Paris, in Marseille, right, they were complaining about them, because the fans there were already, you know, hyped up, there was about, <laughs> It was surprising. Now, if you, if you all know, I was really afraid because why I was I was scared because this right. I know the sports players they tend to break under that kind of pressure, you know, kind of pressure. Now because remember last year when sports got knocked out um, at Zagreb last year, three new. Now going to this game, sorry, the atmosphere was not like that. But the fact that there was little to no pressure in that game, all they had to do was not lose. That's all they had to do, not lose, and they would go through. And they see when lost, even the one new loss would have been okay. They see, they just did to show you how bad it that loss was and how annoying it was. All they had to do was draw a game or not lose by more than one goal. That's all they had to do. You could not tell me that they couldn't go there and maybe they even get get a win if they, they are lucky. But they could all they had to do, they could pack the bus and try and hit Zagreb on the break. Basically, the, the the odds were in their favor and they still couldn't do anything on that day right so there was and there was no fans in the stadium at the time the manager was, so there was nothing that no excuse for them to get knocked out at that time that also happened last year with sports so you could not now i'm saying now imagine you have the extra um home advantage of marseille and then your fans making a hostile like i don't expect players to do and the, when the, the lineup was announced i wasn't surprised to be here because i was like i think i expect this to be a lineup 
um, Dyer playing the right of the back three, you had Longley playing center, and the left side was Davis, right? And then the 3-4-2-3-5-3-4-2-1, rather, it was Son and um, Mora behind Kane as the two number 10s. Then um, midfield two was Benton, Kwan, Hoybier, then wing backs was um, Session on the right and Precision on the left wing back. This game, Session played on the right of the, of the back three. Session was so bad. In fact, I remember it was so bad. I think he picked up a yellow in the first half. Um, the the ch- it was a chance they had. Was it very Jordan very two? Yeah, he Session all he had to do was control, but he couldn't control. He missed it, and then very two was able to get the shot and put it away. It was the right side. The back he just couldn't find anything going forward. Even when he was switched, Session was Session played to the right and he pushed pressure to the right and switched him to the left. He still couldn't do anything before. So first half, and then first half sports considered goal. I was saying, listen, sports do not have to consider goal. They consider goal is going to be very difficult. It's going, to, it's going to be game over. And I was wrong to be fair. Looking at how the game, how the game ended, I was like, if they concede, it's going to be game over. Because I knew sports. I knew that away at home. I mean, if it was near, actually just going to be fair, just end the first half. Just end the first half on level terms, and second half you can regroup. Because I know sports tend to be better in the second half for some weird reasons so far this season. Just do that after that you regroup. Well, guess what happened? Um, Spurs <laughs> considered, and the corner was so un- was so surprising because it was so unlike Spurs. Looking at how they've been good from set pieces this season so far, um, Chancel Mbemba had a free header. It was just they were not regrouped in they were not arranged, they were not in proper um they were not properly organized. And then quick corner and then bam header into the net. It was a goal. I was livid. I was like, nah, game over, game over. I'm not watching this. <laughs> First time over. And then they took off um Cess and brought on Emerson Royale. I was like, nah, I'm not watching this game. Goodbye, because I didn't expect Royale to do anything going forward. And how wrong was I? Royale actually played well in this game. Um, I, he, I was just, I was, honestly, I was very surprised. He played well in this game. Offen- yeah, you could see some of the issues offensively, but he was much better than Session in this game. And um, Spurs equalized from a set piece, which is very, very, very surprising. Now we have a threat, which is from set pieces. So it means getting a set piece decision against Spurs with someone like Perisic, Whose delivery is very good, easily the best on the team. He was one who assisted the goal for for Longley to head in. And again, do not forget, Clement Longley actually has a very good record with headers. If you watch some of his compilations, when he was at Barcelona, his headers with set pieces was was good. So he equalized one-one. Now at that point, sport, because when it was one new sports already in Europa League, we're still in Europa League in the face, right? <laughs> that equalizer, sports already qualification was already done. All they had to do was just see out the game. Right. And the second half sports were much better. Now, um, these guys were training train everything on. They were training all their guys on. Train every, because, and don't forget, Son got injured in the first half. Um, which I will talk about the extent of the injury. Maybe in the big story segment. And when I'm talking about um, um, sports issue, issues at the moment. Which they currently have. But that's by the way. So I'll talk about that in the big story segment. So, um, we had that. Now, Spurs had a situation. Now, while they were playing, and then they kept playing, and Marseille were throwing on who they had. So they brought on, um, they brought on a, there was a player they subbed in the first half. It was they, they subbed him. I think they brought on another attacker. They brought on Chengiz under. They brought in Kolasinac. Now you have three extra snap players on the bench. They brought in Tavares. Tavares was already playing. They brought in. So they had three extra snap players on the bench. And then Spurs had a chance to actually score. Which was you had a chance to score where on the, on, when they had an attack on the break, they had a chance to score. Then Holby hit the bar. Then Kolasinac had the miss of the night. I mean, all he had to do was head it across goal and he would score. He didn't. It was a good cross into the box. I was like, yep, yeah, considered. And then he missed it. I was so happy. I was like, 
relief because if he, if he had scored that, it would be very difficult. Their fans were it was buzzing, they were making noise, they were fireworks, you know. And the thing was this, right? I think that was one. The second half was proof because the first half they were louder, and the second half they were not as loud. And that proved my point. Marseille are not really; they're not, they're not better than Spurs. They're not good. They're not as good as people think. As people were thinking, they, they're not a good team. No offense to them, but they're not better than Spurs. Spurs they were filled with Premier League rejects. I mean, Chelsea Bemba played for Newcastle. wasn't very good enough for them. Left Newcastle. This is when Newcastle were bad. You had a lot of teams that even Leicester's ex-player was checking in there, right? So you had a team that just weren't as good. So uh, even looking at Gwendouzi, I forgot Gwendouzi also, Gwendouzi, right? So it's just a team that were just few Premier League players that just really cracking the Premier League. A lot of them just ended up going there. So I just really found it surprising that, you know, sports were struggling. And second, as their fans were a little bit subsided, they couldn't do anything. And Alexis Sanchez, I want to, I really want to credit that block Perisic had. That block, right? Perisic was from was very good. The anticipation. When said, that would have been a goal if he wasn't there. It would have been a goal. And he stood there and he blocked it. That was a very good chance. And um, yeah. If Bent and Cole didn't win the match with Perisic, ben, then um, you had then there was a chance that towards like dying minutes of the game, 1950, 94, 95 minutes. This is very funny. How ironic how that the person who, went, who lost the ball was Gwendouzi. So he tried to play a pass. He was throwing. He plays a pass. I think it was the first player that he intercepted and passed it to Kane. Then Kane relaxed. Then Hoybe starts running. There were like two players already running. And then Kane just feeds Hoybe the ball. Very good pass. And then Hoybe runs. That finish was so good. I think people underrated that finish. It wasn't an easy finish for Hoybe. He went for him that far, but hit the bar. At that point, game over. 2 1, game over. Game over. <laughs> I was watching the game, I was like, I was leaving. The first half, I was angry at them, I was ranting the way they played in the first half. Second half, because they had no shot on target, they didn't even enter the box in the first half. I was so angry, I was leaving, I was ranting. I was like, I was not going to watch the second half. And then when they collided, I was like, okay, maybe I have to watch. Maybe they look a lot better now. <laughs> that was when it was in the right? And then second half comes along, I was watching it. So I was, you know, when they equalized, I was like, nah, I wasn't going to celebrate. I wasn't gonna be happy. I was just gonna watch with uh, with a pessimistic mindset. But when they scored, I didn't know when I was celebrating. I was happy. <laughs> and they got the, the winner. <laughs> and that, that game, I think it was game over already. Because I mean, once you score already, it's 19 minutes more than that. What do you want to play again? The game was over. Because we were calling for the referee to blow the whistle. The referee didn't blow the whistle, which I was still thanking for that because we had blown the whistle. Because Marseille were having a launch and attack. I suppose hit them on the break. But yeah. So um, sports winning this group, and it was very important that sports won this group because um, they had to avoid some other big teams. I'm sorry, winning a group is safer for you to avoid a lot of dangerous teams. Let's be real here. <laughs> I mean, you want to you want to you want to avoid Bayern. You want to avoid teams that because teams that are better usually finish top of their group, right? So if you want to avoid those teams, you have to stop your group. And it was good that sports stopped this group. It would have been really disappointing sports didn't because again I'll reiterate it. This was a very easy group for Spurs. I'm sorry, I'm, I know that you want to say this. Spurs are better than each and every one of these three teams in this group. They are better than Frankfurt, well over the two legs. The fact that the Spurs didn't beat Sporting at all, it was disappointing. So, Spurs are better than every team in this group. I'm sorry, they are. So, Spurs needed to top this group like four match, three matches ago or two matches ago. They had to top this group. And the fourth match, I was supposed to just win all the four matches, the first four matches, and just top the group. But what do Spurs do? Spurs do anything easily? I don't think so. And then again, it was also very important that that Spurs are <coughs> very important that Spurs are um, okay. Yeah, basically, stopping the group was very important. So nothing much to say here. But 
the, the this new um ability to come back from behind from a go down or to come back from deficit in a difficult situation from sports i do like it i think it will be very important in the long run <clears throat> i do like it very and also the ability to score from set piece situations again it's what makes us very dangerous right it makes them very dangerous in situations like this so i do like that sports are very dangerous i mean over the weekend scored two from set pieces right makes sports very dangerous and people say sports are lucky but you can't call this luck anymore if it's happening over and over and over and over again it's not really luck because this is not the in this year alone i think they've had how many late late goals or late winners or late um points that they snatched in the games you know sports have had this on more, more than one occasion so i don't really know if we can really call it um sports being you know um late i don't know if we're gonna call it says lucky but people can have say what they want to say but it's so it, it's just something that you have to be very aware of that till you kill them they are not down even when a two goes down <laughs> they're not down but i like the fact that they're able to get get this too much and i hope that it will give them a new kind of mentality which is what we've been hoping for a long time if you get that kind of mentality yeah, okay they have to just believe that you can dig in and maybe also the fitness could come in because remember in the summer they were running to the ground and then when the game season starts it probably could be why they're having a lot of these late late um, games late runs you know late late goals late you know what i'm saying right so that could be the reason <coughs> we'll see though we'll see about that though. but that's that's um that's fine that's my my take on that that game so um that's the end of this group so let's go to the next group here which was on um wednesday night or yesterday now sports had to win that group to avoid real madrid because if real madrid had topped that group there would have been a chance right so sports the the, the on this, like I said, top of that group again, yeah, and PSG. So, so that's to win this group, and win win the group they did. Real Madrid won their game against Celtic 5-1. Um, Shakhtar Donetsk um, losing 4-0 at home to Leipzig, which means Leipzig are one of the teams that supposed to potentially face in the next in the next round. Um, yeah, so Real Madrid topping that group, Leipzig following in the second position and yeah the Chelsea was number Zagreb Chelsea winning their last game 2-1 and um, Milan winning their game 4-0 against Salzburg um, Chelsea winning this group Milan coming second in the group I I really think it was again Milan are quite a good side so let's not kid ourselves but it was was a good um, good group altogether and Man City winning their last game 3-1 against Sevilla and then Copenhagen and Dortmund drawing 1-1. Copenhagen win- Man City winning this group. Um, Dortmund coming second. Um, Sevilla in the Europa League. Are we going to see them win the Europa League again? <laughs> we'll see how that goes though. That would be interesting to watch. Yeah. So in the Europa League, knowing their history there, you can't rule them out. They're probably be going to be favourites for winning that competition. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sheffield United are also dropping to the Europa League also. So the two Scottish teams um, finished bottom of their group. Um, Scottish teams, yeah. And the last one here was um, now this this one surprised me. I expected PSG to top this group. The fact that head to head over the two legs, PSG could not top this group was surprising, right? So um, they drew Benfica over the two legs head to head. I don't can't remember how it was said. So um, so the big Juventus two one yesterday. Mbappe scoring a good goal. Um, um, the second goal was by Nuno, Nuno, Nuno Gomez. Is it Nuno Gomez or um, forgetting his surname? Forgetting his surname, man. They are left back Portuguese. Juventus had the goals allowed, but you're <coughs> Excuse me. So you mentioned the Europa League. Now, 
Maccabi Haifa versus Benfica. For Maccabi Haifa to finish the group in Europe, finish the group in the Europa League, they had to better Juventus results. So meaning they had to draw. A draw would have been enough for them to qualify. But Benfica were like, now nah, I want to top this group. And Benfica top this group they did. They won six more than a fatigue victory, putting away Maccabi Haifa to to win the group. So the draw is gonna be on Monday. Um <laughs> it's gonna be on Monday. I'm putting a key, I'm looking out for who sports will face. You know what I wish sports get? I wish we get um um, Club Bruges. <laughs> I want Club Bruges. I prefer Club Bruges. I mean, let all the difficult things face each other and knock each other out. <laughs> but I'm sorry, but that's just it, man. But yeah, so that's the end of um, the roundup. It's a quick one. And um, I'll go into the big story segment and then we'll talk about which is the sports injury situation. So I'll see you on that part of the show. So there are two things happening at sports now. So we the um Romero um being out injured, I think it was it's called a muscle overload. Um so he's out for ten days and so he'll be back in ten days, which is conveniently just in time for Argentina's first game in the World Cup. Conve- how convenient. <laughs> how convenient. <laughs> well, a lot listen, if you tell the sports fan this and then you are telling them to get upset. You are kidding yourself, okay? First of all, if you look at Ben Tanko, Ben Tanko was Ben Tanko is a very key player for his national team, right? I mean, Verde for Real Madrid. For don't forget, he scored again yesterday. Which I mean, Verde is my. In terms of the players right now that I really, 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 I'm mean, really a huge fan of in terms of how they play, in terms of what they do, right? Not when I mean fan, I mean like how they play. You know how. They, the application of the game and everything. Players that I really like watching. Vervet is one of them, right? In terms of players. So, he scored in that game. Now, him, Ben Tanko, I think who got it. They are like their midfield trio, if I'm not mistaken. I've not watched a lot of Uruguay games. So, I will look, I'll be trying to look out for them in, the world, in this World Cup. So, they are amongst the people that he watched. That he, he's among their key players in the squad. The fact that he was stressing, he was scared of a hamstring. I don't know if he was faking it against Marseille, but... It was one of those things where he was pulling his hamstring at some point. So, I it was worrying, but he's fine. Now, to see this on Romero, a lot of fans are going to be angry. And listen, I'll, give, I'll, pray from two, I'll say from two sides. People were upset. Say, now, let's say people are giving the benefit of the doubt. Let's say he has muscle overload, trying to shave himself. That, okay, fine. Let's assume that's the case. From the other side, people who are upset, which I belong to that camp, of people who are actually upset. First of all, um, this is the same guy who... When he was ruled out in the game against Chelsea, I remember the game against Chelsea when there was a, an injury. What was it called? An infraction. It was called an infraction. Some, one of all those medical jargons that was used for the injury. He, he said he had like an infraction or something like that. And then he, as a goal reported that he's going to be three weeks out. Three weeks out, right? He came back on Twitter. He's, I was an sister. What's his name? Argentine journalist at Gaston. I can't remember his full name. He came out and said, "No, it's just it's just ten days. It's gonna be out for just ten days." So meaning people were expecting that he'll be back for a game, game against Nottingham Forest in time. Well, didn't happen. He because he was not meaning that he was trying to play. He was trying to get himself to play. Conte was like, "We're not gonna risk him." He was trying to get himself to play. This is somebody who was trying to play. Trying to get himself to play, trying to play by all means, da da da, you know, another. So, this is if you are the same guy who said that time, how come now a muscle overload that doesn't sound obvious, maybe it's serious, but compared to a lot of injuries that we've seen and compared to the one we saw, and if you find that you're willing to play at that time, how come you're not willing to play this time? And his compatriot Martinez is still playing for Martinez, he's still putting himself, getting stuck in. 
the World Cup is getting closer. His application is sort of reduced. And look at the last game, last weekend also against Bournemouth, right? In midweek, he played. Then in this game also, he didn't play that one. I think this comes back to Spurs. I said this for I swear this, I said, if Spurs had a really good squad where you had multiple centre-backs that are at the top of their game, he would not dare do this because he know, because your playing spot is not guaranteed. If your playing spot is guaranteed, you know, the way you move is different. Let's say at Real Madrid, would you really expect that? Maybe somewhere like Verde is saying, He's trying to ensure he doesn't get injured for the World Cup. So he's trying to, you know, I mean, come on, man. There's no way in hell that will happen. He would really say, okay, fine. He would not even try that. Because when you know your sports is not sick. And this is the thing, again, back when fans say sports should sign a top center back, it's not even just because of the fact that him not getting it. So it's the fact that he's not available. Sports will have to rely on center back. If you look at the games that are coming thick and fast for sports at the moment, it's not really a good thing that sports should be facing this much this amount of games during like, this kind of situation and also speaking of sports they are thinning in the back right so I don't want to see Sanchez play but the fact that he's likely to play is worrying now let's, that's by the wayside speaking of sports with the injury situation they have so Son is currently out he has an injury I think he's going to have a surgery to his eye right that hit that, that hit he took from Mbemba sorry um, it wasn't. It wasn't an easy. Uh, it looked easy, but it wasn't. I mean, the heat was the end, of, end of the game. So, it was from, so first of all, he drew out of the game against Liverpool on Saturday because of concussion protocol, six days out. The fact that it was confirmed that it was going to be surgery this morning means that it is confirmed that he's going to be ruled out. Now, how many weeks is going to be out? So maybe he's going to wear a mask even if he plays. But I think Son. I think we we'll just take our minds off Son playing for till the World Cup starts in, in the end of this month, which you know I'm not really. It's very disappointing. Now, which comes back to the point I made again in the summer and why I gave him the 5 over 10. One more attacker was all we needed, right? And Spurs didn't. Now, Spurs only have three attackers fit. Lucas Mora, Kane, and Brian Hill. So, if you're going to play a 3-4-2-1 system this weekend, you're going to be these guys playing behind Kane. There's no Spurs fan that is very confident of the goal returns of these other two individuals. So, you have Richarlison out. You have Kulisewski out till after the World Cup. They're out. They're coming back next year till after the World Cup, right? And now it's Son now. So you have three of the top attackers, most important attackers out here after the World Cup. Now sports are very you will say sports are very unfortunate. It's not really they've not really been lucky, you know, in terms of um they've not been lucky. But that why that is true, I think if sports signed one more attacker, which was a creative player, maybe like Madison again or Manilovsky or any of these guys, this won't be an issue. Right? So now you're hoping now everybody's hoping that Brian Hill is good. Now Brian Hill has, has played in games where he has looked good, but but there's no way anyone would tell me that they are very confident that Brian Hill can get you a goal or two in a game. Especially when a lot of fans did complain about how he is not um, up to, he's not buff, you know, not like he should be muscled or anything, but he's not really, um, you know, um, compared to Kolosevsky, for example. So he's not really at that kind of, he's not at that level in terms of physique, physique you know, physicality and all that. So that's the issues a lot of people do have reservations about. So I'm wondering why. But listen, he's gonna play, probably gonna play this weekend. It's gonna be him with Mora behind Kane as the two attackers. I I hope he plays well. So we're all hoping on fate where he has this kind of um um which players had this kind of situation where they played on they played unexpectedly and then they end up having a good game. Can't remember a player like that. But it's that kind of thing where you would say, okay, this guy is playing. He's gonna have a good game and then he ends up having a good game. I hope he does. I really hope he does. Maybe he's, he's um, obviously physicality, physicality wise, going to be like coming up against Konate and Van Dyke. So, I mean, that's a different kind of, that's a different level of defensive pairing. He played well against Lisbon when he played that day. He played okay against them. He played okay against um, um, these guys, um, Frankfurt. 
right even away in the Champions League. So I don't know. I expect to see how this. I, I won't see how it would look like in this game though. But we'll see though. But that's my my that's my take on that one. Now um, there's also news that comes out as came out as Spurs are looking in January. They want to go out and get um, this thing. So Spurs would look at trying to sign maybe somebody like. Um, they're going to get somebody on the right. They could play on the right, right? I want to say this again. I've said it, but I don't say it again. Musa Diaby. Musa Diaby for um, Leverkusen. I don't know why Spurs are not trying to say that guy. I'm seriously speaking, I don't know why. Can play on both sides of the wing. He's young. He's, he has a lot of time. He's very fast. He's pace. And he's, he's quite a good dribbler. So, I don't know why Spurs are not in, it for, in for that guy. I really think Musa Diaby should be the guy that Spurs should be trying to get for that right. Even if... This is my take, right? In January... Fine, even if you don't get Madis in general, but I think somebody who can I, I don't I don't okay. Listen, Musa Diaby anyways. I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be training the I'm gonna train my heart in the ring right now. That's the right idiom to use, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Musa, I'm training my heart in right now. I think Musa Diaby, Musa Diaby, um, from what I've seen for Leverkusen, maybe Kunde might be an issue, but I think that won't be a bad sign in January. But even if sports, I think sports in general should really go and get Madison. For me, in January, the three three positions are of priority, and I hope we get that kind of that similar kind of impact. Players who can have that kind of impact that Benton and Kulusevski had in January. I think that's the kind of sport impact sports should be looking at trying to get in January. Because um, in January, you're probably going to look at okay, fine. You get um, you're going to be getting I'm probably getting Richarlison. You're going to be getting Kulusevski back. You're going to be getting Son back, right? You're going to be getting these three guys back. One more creative player, one more. I'm looking at saying Sports should try to sign Madison. Madison in January. I don't know why. I don't pay what they want. I would argue that a lot of the... If I could argue that Loris, Loris as a goalkeeper, maybe he's not at that level, right? Even if... I want, even if I would, I wouldn't mind this sport signing with Diogo Costa in January as goalkeeper, right? I wouldn't mind the Porto goalkeeper. But I can understand if that doesn't happen... Maybe they can pause and wait till the summer. I can understand. But one of the reasons why Loris tends to face a lot of shots is because offensively, the sports are not doing enough. Because if you're, if you're, if you're occupying your opponent to so defending against you, they won't really have a lot of time to really oppose. For example, if you go back to the days when Port was at sports, a lot of the reasons why sports had that kind of good defensive record and the clean sheets they were having was how much we were controlling games, right? So if you control the game so well, the opponent don't really have a lot of ammo to hit you with. Those kind of late-winning scares, last-winning scares, they don't really have that ammo to hit you with. And that's why I said Spurs had to have to make sure. So, January, I think someone like Madison. Then a top centre-back in January, a top centre-back. That one is non-negotiable. Um, if you can get somebody in centre-back who's a top centre-back in January, left-sided centre-back, get him in January. I think that would be very fine. Then a midfielder, which is, okay, fine. Madison slash already played that role. Then the right wing-back. I think these three are of more priority. The goalkeeper one, I, even though my last episode I was like talking about goalkeeper, I was thinking... I'm not saying if if sports sign no problem, but I'm saying that in terms of priority, these three are more are more pressing because obviously Conte doesn't trust um, Doherty and Emerson, and even if even yeah, Doherty played well against Everton, that's fine. But what about against Manchester United? What about the game against? Um, he didn't even come on against them. Um, they didn't bring him on against them. Um, Marseille, so it means they don't really trust him as well as most people do. As some fans, maybe some fans hope. So I think that's why that position is a really good priority in general. And the fact that they play Paris is there sometimes. So it, I, I think Spurs really need to go in the market for one. Generally. The left wing back one, I, I don't think it's more very pressing because certainly you can have a good game here and there once in a while. But um, you can have a good game once in a while here and there. But you have um, um, this guy, what's his name? 
um, right wing back position. I I think that's it. For me. The press is also then for Joji comes, so it's not really as pressing. But that's my that's my take. But yeah, we look forward to um, general and hopefully sports push out of this situation. Um, thanks for listening. Have a nice week and um, bye. Have a nice weekend. Sorry, <laughs> bye.